I say you do the intro, brother. Ah, okay. Uh, OKC okay, Pollito style, you know? So get it, brother. He said, what up, OKC? Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, um, we got Pollito in the motherfucking building, man. What is Gucci Manucci's? This is the Half Court Podcast, and it is episode 50. It took us 50 episodes to get my mans in here, man. Woo! Give it up, everybody. <laughs> God, hey, man. hey, brother, uh, we are honored, like, as always, to have you in here, man. Uh, you were the first ones to tell me, hey, man, when you getting this podcast running, man? When you getting it running, man? You, hey, you're young. Both of you guys are young. And I can just see that hunger, especially when we just hang out at the house and just do some shit at the club like yeah have them deep man, conversations yeah. and shit you know so yeah that to me was like all right man i gotta do this shit so um tell the people what the fuck you do man yeah oh here. me i'm just a guy man you know me uh i play records at a nightclub uh professionally that's that's what i do i dj for a living and i've been fortunate enough to do it for such a long time i think How i long? got uh started 2008 ish around so there. we're looking at a good uh 12 years? 12, 13 years around there. Golly, man. Oh, yeah. How, how's the experience been? It's been a roller coaster. It's yeah. been a ride. Uh, it's been very good. It's got its ups. It's got its downs. You know, just different places, different events, mm-hmm. different types of styles. I mean, you just grow within time. You grow and grow and grow and you just get better and better and better. So take us back 12 years ago. What got Pollito into like, all right, I'm going to get into this DJ and like, what drove you to what the dro- fucking y- madness? Yeah. All right. Uh, so back in the day, I mean, shit, this years later anyway. So I think I was like 14, 15 going into the nightclub and shit. And, you know, one day, a buddy of mine, DJ Bola, he was like, Just check this out. All Shout out to sudden, DJ Bola. He rotated this shit like, like two, 3,000 people were at this event. And he was all like, boom, boom. And just seeing the way that he did that and controlled that many people. And so I went from, like, dead to just lit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, it's just, it's just how they, as a DJ, you set up and, and you play not with the people, but you just kind of, like, are a puppet master. And you're, okay, right. we're going to take you this way, and then we're going to take you this way, and then we're going to get you in your feelings, and then, right, okay, it's different we're levels, different energy. Up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. It just seeing that firsthand with that amount of people, it just drove me. It sparked like, oh yeah, you were like, right. holy oh, yeah. shit, oh yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was on from there, and then from there, you know, just getting opportunities and meeting different people and getting to work with different people, and then uh, probably about I would say two thousand seven, eight. I was already like eighteen, nineteen around there. Started going to the clubs more often, and yeah. I met up with my boy DJ Muerte. Still to this day. He helps me out. He coaches me, and he just guides me with like just different little things yeah. I need to do. So, when you had your first huge crowd, was there pressure to be like, "How do I keep this crowd engaged, and how do I keep the momentum?" Uh, there's there's always pressure. I every mean, day, every day. Because yeah. I mean, the way that I look at it, I don't even know if you know I'm gonna have a job next week or whatever. You know, <clears throat> with all things that are going on right now, but. You just got to go out there and, and, and dish it out and be like, this is my last set, and I'm going to make sure that whoever's there, no matter if it's 20 people, 40 people, 200, 2,000, you got to make sure you have fun. Right. Because if you don't have fun, I mean, they're not going to have fun. Exactly. So you just got to go, like, all the way in, yeah. big time. Hell yeah. Um, so, like, when you did, uh, that you speak and you mentioned the whole situation with uh, COVID and shit, how were you able to adapt to that? 
And oh man, it was, that would that gotta been like for you? You were like probably in a corner at your crib, like fuck, man, like. And I was sitting at the house for like two, three months, bro. Like, and it was just insane. And I mean, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. You know, everybody just kept saying, "Oh, it's just gonna be two weeks, three weeks," and then it's like a month in, two months in, and it's just like you're having to pull out of your savings or you know just right. to make ends meet. Were you prepared for it? Yeah, yeah. Somewhat. Like I mean, you had like a little rainy day yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and if you asked me that like five, ten years ago, nah, I wouldn't have had that yeah. kind of money like that. What it did? What did the whole situation taught you as far as like being more prepared for situations like yeah. this? Save up, uh, invest your money in some really good businesses or whatever you got going on at the time. Have multiple uh, like sources. Yeah, coming in, not just you know going yeah. out all at the same time. So hell yeah. Uh, luckily, you know, has been able to pick up and shit. So it's like. Uh, you know, now you're getting back on track. Oh and yeah, shit. oh yeah. Slowly but surely, it's coming back, and you know, got new events and got new mm-hmm. venues that I'm mm-hmm. venturing out to as well. So I'm not just gonna be in one place because you never know what happens. Right. So I mean, you always got to have those extra avenues, and it could be merchandise, it could be you know anything, but at least something else that's got to be coming in. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna take you uh, back a little bit again. All right, let's do it. Day. So, at what point did you say I'm a DJ? I like I'm a DJ. This is what the fuck I'm. I uh, I sold my dream car that I had at the time, and which was uh, Mitsubishi three thousand GT. Three thousand GT. Yeah, old school. Damn, like nineteen ninety five. It was it was it was cool. I sold that car, and uh, I bought my first laptop, just straight out the gate. Yeah. My mom was mad in a motherfucker, so, man. She's like, you spent $3,000 on this? I was like, yeah, fuck it. This, this is what it's going to happen. This is what it's going to do. And then my boy, DJ Muerte, passed me along some music, and that's how I just started, man, and just kept going and going and going. Growing, Virtual growing, DJ, growing. or how'd you start? Nah, Serato, man. What is it? Serato. I, I don't even know what the fuck that is. Nah, the- man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a DJ program okay. that I use. I've been uh, using it since day one. It's called Serato. 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 Yeah. So this is what you use to this day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, man, that is crazy. So at what point, like, what, what was your regular job and, like, what transition, like, did you have a regular job to begin with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, when was that moment where you were like. How did you buy the fucking Mitsubishi? I mean. Like, that- what were you doing to. Uh, get money to buy that. <laughs> uh, I've always had multiple jobs, so it just doesn't matter what it is. Uh, back then, I was working for a cell phone company, and then mm. I, I was just doing like some odd jobs and so stuff. Sales retail, and retail yeah. sales and retail shit. Retail sales. Yep. Yeah, I did that whole path to like in my mid twenties. Hell yeah! And then after that, I got laid off. You know, due to certain circumstances, we had to shut down all kinds of stores and stuff. Mm. And from there, I. Uh, I just went full-time DJing, like, dedicated you, completely. Like, it was so, a blessing in disguise yeah. that I got laid off. So, at that moment, me. you're like, all yeah. right, I'm going to just go for this. So this yeah. Did you I, start passing out business cards and shit? Or how'd you, like, how'd you, how was that initial hustle? I was already booked at some clubs and doing that. But, I mean, this just kind of, like, I was DJing, like, a Wednesday night, like, a Thursday. And this is Friday why night. you was having that job still? or No, this like, was afterwards. Because... You get laid off at your job, and now you're like, I got to do this DJ shit now. So how do you get your foot How did in people the door? even know you? Yeah. So well, like, I mean, I was already inside of clubs, but I wasn't like chicken brand or nothing like that. So, I mean, I was just a kid that was just hungry. I would go. I would DJ, throw a lit-ass party, and then I'd be there the next week. 
So, I mean, I was just young little Mexican cat, you know, hanging mm-hmm. out and doing all these events. And surely, you know, little by little, it just kind of all rolled in. And people just started recognizing, you know, the whole set and, you know, just things that I would do. So you were just really involved with the the club scene? The industry? Man, I was way in there. Like right there looking at what the DJs oh, were yeah. doing, just peeping game. I would go and I would say hi to other DJs and do stuff. Yeah. I mean, but it was... So you'd be partying, but you'd be networking at the same at time. At the same time, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd find me at a club on a Monday night, Tuesday yeah. night. Like if it was Friday or Saturday and just hanging out. Hey, you Studying know what? How, how can I do this? How can I do that? You know, what's this? And just talk to other DJs yeah. and other people within the industry. Man, that's uh yeah, that's that's a hustle right there too cuz it's like you got to make getting sure you're paid at that point. You're yeah. basically just doing it for like let me how do I get in this oh, right yeah. fucking Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um in the process of you cuz this can seem hard for people that wanted to do their like follow their dreams but they have that regular 9 to 5. Um how are you doing it? As far as like, like, were you just like practicing what, your mixes in the house and like, like pretending there was a fucking crowd there and shit? Or nah, man, I would uh, something like that. Uh, my roommates and stuff back then, they would see me. I would have like my setup in my room or like in the living room, and I would just go to it. I mean, I'd be there. I'd get off of work at five, six, and I'd go home and practice, just and practice, and just practice, and, and just one after another, little chirps here, and you know, little blend scratches. Mm-hmm. And, okay, this is gonna sound better with this, and you know. And okay, so what makes what, what makes a, a real DJ? Uh, what separates a DJ, a real DJ, from just a motherfucker that goes up there and like uh, plays Have some pre songs. preloaded mixes like, like and pre- shit, or, or or just plays the songs that are popping at that time or whatever. You know pre- what? What separates a good DJ from a great one? Let's say let's say that uh, the way that you mix, the way that you blend, the way that you interact with your crowd. Blend. It's all about the blend. It's all about the blend, man. Think about a haircut. Yeah. And how are you gonna do it? You're gonna That's go from this it's all to about this, the and then you know you're gonna edge it up and make it look real, real good. It's kind of like that with the DJ stuff, man. You have to know what you have, and you have to. Really study. I'm talking about you're sitting there and you're finding new music. You're finding new beats. What's the, what the crowd likes. And yeah. Like, and you, I mean, you get to play around and you get to just, you know, put some shit that ain't nobody ever heard here in Oklahoma. Or like you drop like a if record. If you really want to get you can take like just the vocals of, of something and then find another beat and then fucking mix it with like, like you can do some crazy shit. If, yeah. You, know. you got to get real creative. And, I mean, uh, people that just follow kind of like the scenes or they just kind of follow the waves that others kind of make, I mean, you'll eventually weed them out and then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, this guy's not the real thing. You know, this is the real thing over here. And it just, it comes with time, man. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so at, at the time that you are working and you're practicing, were there times that you had to like, all right, I got to go to this club network, but I got to be at work in the morning the next day? Where there's a all lot, the time, all the time, all the time. So, I guess it's passion that drives that, huh? Because it's like it's Big a time. sacrifice that you're doing. You can be fucking, you know, when you get off work, sitting at your crib, eating chips and shit, chilling, you know. But like, it's that sacrifice of like doing more to get yourself out of that nine to five, you know. That's going the extra mile. Yeah. So, um, would you say it's like a, a hustler thing to kind of be in that mentality oh, of you, like you have to have that hustle mentality, right. man? Like big time. I mean, you just you, you got to be a fucking savage. You got to You got to just network and you got to you got to play those little ass low end bars. Where you you got, don't think somebody that doesn't have the hustler mentality that's like, I don't like my nine to five job. You don't think they'll be able, like 
they're not capable of getting out of that nine to five. This motherfucker is a monster of an industry, bro. Like yeah. this shit will eat you up, chew you up and like just spit you out like it ain't nothing. Man. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean? So you yeah. got to have that 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 tough skin. You got to have that that network ability. You got to right. be likable by a lot. You got to be able to block out all the bullshit. Hell yeah. Because, bro, you know how much bullshit he, this motherfucker deals with on a, oh, a, a, on a, a daily, weekly? bro. Hey, bro, play this song. Hey, bro. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, oh, God. And then I this- was that guy. One time he one time he gave it to me, too. He was like, okay, AV, I'm about to play that song. And he played it, and the fucking club just, like, shut down, kind of. I was like, damn. <laughs> was like, it was Mo 3. He was like, see, see what the fuck your song did? I was like, all right, bro, do your job. Yeah, I'll let you do your job. I'm not, I won't, yeah, I'll, I'll grab the camera, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Telling him what to do, man. Come on. But now nah, fuck with uh, Mo 3. Uh, his, shit, his shit slaps. Um, man, how do you do it, bro? Like, how do you do the cut? Like, cause there's so many different energies going, you know, when you're at the club and you're mixing and you see in the crowd and you're seeing people holler at you and like, you know, it's like, how the hell do you do it? Self-control. Self-control. Yeah. Big time. And you got to think about it. You are the one and only person that's in that nightclub that knows what's going to come up next. So you set the mood, you set that tone. Right. You, you make know sure they're that they get to where they're going to go. Like, basically it's like you have guests every night, like, you got to keep them entertained. You got to keep it. Think about it like a big ass house party and you're going to throw a house party three or four nights a week. So you got to bring it three or four nights a week. You know what I mean? You signed up for it. You might as well do it. You can't just be slacking one day because then they're going to be like, oh, he's slacking. You know, it's, you never it's, know. Like you never know when it's like Russell, like back in the day when Russell was going to be man, in there. Or when They would show up like it wasn't nothing. You know what I mean? And, and I would just have like 10, 15 minutes to like play some banging ass music because yeah. I mean these guys are going to jump around from one to another or do right. and, they, and they've been to. to clubs everywhere fucking Houston and oh, yeah. like uh, the biggest places so oh, it's yeah. like oh shit you gotta make sure like you hey, gotta be like that impression like game, ah shit that DJ time. at least when I went to pink that DJ smack you know what I'm saying so <laughs> I feel like that that's yeah that's that's crazy bro like that has, that takes a lot I feel like it's a lot going on and you gotta like you said self control um, right now you are DJing for Pink, you've been there for a minute, um, man. You get a lot, like you said, you get like NBA players. Uh, and back when there was concerts, did you get like anybody crazy like in there? Because I know uh, Westbrook was one. Did you ever saw KD? Bro, one time that UFC motherfucker was there, uh, Chuck Liddell. Yeah, or he was just in there like like nothing, just hanging Chilling. out. He yeah. came in like all hype and shit, like just. Ready to have a good time Yeah, he was having a good time saying what's up to everybody and shit. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, I see. pretty cool. That's dope. Uh, I think the... Excuse me. I think the... uh, The coolest person that I can remember, uh, Dave Chappelle came in the building once. Oh, shit. He had done a a stand-up at the uh, Criterion, I think Mm. it was called. Yeah, yeah. Criterion, and then eventually, like, he just came over to Penguin. It was like a Sunday night, so it was like... You know, it wasn't as Sunday, Sunday, Funday like it is now. Right. I mean, now it's 200-plus people every Sunday. But back then, I so, mean, we would have, like, 50 right to 100 people. Like, whole, right, like, it hasn't changed? What do you mean? Like, during the whole, since the whole COVID stuff is still be popping? Bro, you got the hottest DJ right now talking to you guys. Ah, <laughs> trust me. Stop yeah. it. Trust me, baby. Stop playing. It's, 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 always, it's always packed. 
It's all damn. Fun. I'm very fortunate though. I mean, it's it's and it's not just me. I mean, it's everybody that is included. I mean, right from ownership all the way down to like security team level people. It's all a very good energy, and it, it takes all of us. Right. All Shout out to all the security because no, man, for it. it's a tough day, job. That's got to be a tough job. There's right always there. some shit popping off. Yeah. Damn, but like, you've been now at Pink for how long now? Twenty. 13, 14, 13, I think Man, it was. that is crazy, bro. That is crazy. So, like, when you... Being in one building and having to, like, switch up the vibes throughout the years, that's fucking... No, that's, yeah, you got to o- overcome and adapt, man. But it's to me, it's challenging because it's like, you get there, let's say, what, 9? I get there about 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then, like, you got to make sure you start playing the music around that time, right? I start, like my 10. shift always starts at 10 o'clock. So now like, you let's got say, four let's, hours of, of... Yeah, every night, four hours. That's what I that do. That you got to put music to the point where it's like, if the same people come in every damn, like, the whole weekend, you got to make sure, like... They get entertained. Yeah, you know they're I mean? like, ah, he and played that fun. shit last night. Like, what? You How might, the hell? You How might, the you thing do is, you I might. think it's one of those things where, like, uh, okay, so I, I... That was my religion going to fucking out there. So I think, like, you go to a club and then it's like, they're not really playing the songs that, like... Us ratchet motherfuckers want, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> to just keep it a buck, like, like man, it's cool here, but it's like it's not, it's not how we want. Like, it's not lit, lit. So by the time that we would get drunk, like to the point where we're partying, like fucking partying, it's like let's go to pink, and we knew that Poyito would be fucking Lin playing that bitch the slappers. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Fucking young Dolph uh, he's gonna be playing the all baby that fucking, man you know all that hot shit yeah, man bro. and then you know the thing about like, it we is wanna like uh, I, I felt like I was in a music video a lot of times I would fucking walk into uh, you know the vibes <laughs> like it's just like yeah you know you're with your boys and shit like that's just it's crazy bro it's, yeah. uh, it's a great experience you know what I mean and you gotta think about it you guys get the experience that you guys live here. I mean, there, there's people that come in from out of town. Yeah. That come in from, like, these little towns. Like, they might just come in here from L.A., you know, just for a game at the Thunder, Chesapeake, or whatever. Right. And, you know, they're like, man, who's this guy? Or what is this guy doing? Or, you know, like, they've never heard stuff like that. Especially, like, with the videos. I'm the only video DJ that's here in the city. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's another one good too. one. That's another like, one. Because, like, there's been a, so many times that I go to the club, and I'm not really in the vibe to... Doing like like socialize, so I'll just sit there and watch the fucking vid- like music videos. Like yeah, I, I, I watch the music yeah, videos. I've seen them too. Me, like sometimes I'll be there and I'll be like, you're oh, the only I one. Haven't, I haven't seen that music video, and I'm like, oh shit, uh, that shit lit, you know. So it's yeah. like you're yeah. the only one in the city that does. Well, there's a few other ones. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say I'm the only one, but I mean, like as far as Breakdown and the main stage, and yeah. have done it consistently since I started. I mean, yeah. I started out as a video DJ. That's what I wanted my brand and recognition to be known like i'm the video guy like so because yeah yours is vj poyito exactly. it's not dj poyito video jockey okay i mix music videos and music at the same time at the same time savage, you know I mean? bro yeah that's dope. <laughs> and <laughs> runs the lights and run lights you know and actually do it on turntables you know what i mean a lot of people don't don't get to go back there and see but you know i run off turntables in a regular mixer man that's all it is like oh yeah no no for sure bro you got some you kind of with that you kind of separate yourself because you can do multiple stuff you can you know that all that stuff all those little details set the tone set yeah. the energy so you're and able you know to, how to do the whole audio stuff too right like exactly. the whole like set up the, the speakers and yeah like i mean uh sometimes when we have projects like to open up new clubs or do whatever like that's what i do i just go in there and it'd be like a monday or tuesday and 
we'll set up and I'll have my little notebook and I'll be like, all right, this is going, I need 15 feet of this and so would 20 you, feet of this, you know. Would you say you're an audio engineer to a certain Not degree? necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm not. You, like, you, you know, make you know sure what sounds, sounds right. good with your mix and your, exactly. what you're. Like yeah. what you're, how you play, you're like, this is going to sound good. Like, yeah. Okay. Because okay. I'll be sitting there and I can go back to the booth and readjust, you know, okay, I need this volume a little bit higher, this one a little bit lower, and then I can do what I need to there. But there as far go. as like to be an audio engineer, man, those guys are savages. Madre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When we would go to the bands. Oh my god! Man, that bro. shit was that. Hey, it gave me, it gave me anxiety, bro. Like there's chords just fucking everywhere, everywhere bro. <laughs> Everywhere, like that takes a lot, yeah. and not like making sure everything sounds right. All when, the equipment. Uh, is- Recodo was here, bro. That dude right there is like they should kiss him in the fucking cheek, in the forehead, <laughs> in the forehead. Because man, this dude had like wireless microphones, just all labeled. They looked so pretty. I was like, whoa! But it's Banda Recodo, so you gotta make got sure. Yeah. they got that bag. Yeah, they got yeah. that big bag, though. You know. <laughs> So, let me switch it up here. Um, it's craziness, right? 2020 has been crazy, right? Right. We got a new president. Now, if there's another lockdown, let's say for six months, is Pollito ready? Of course. What, it, what would be the plan for Pollito? Um, do live mixing uh, as far as like on a stage like this. Uh, You're talking about like as far as like a uh, live. Yeah, like, like a live setup. Go on Facebook some- Live and stuff. Now... Will that pay the bills, though? Somewhat. Because that can keep you, that can keep your name going, and you can grow as a DJ and shit, but if somebody wants to hire you, they can because it's closed down. So how would Pollito, I'm talking about more of the financial side, business side, how would Pollito survive? Private parties. Big time. Make it happen, huh? Make it happen. Yeah. See, like, and it, I don't know, man, it, I don't want to get into, into the politics, but yeah, I think. Uh, We're going to go I, on the shutdown again? I'm just saying it could be a possibility. Uh, that's one of the things that Joe Biden said, but yeah. hopefully it's not the case. Hopefully he forgets because he has a little bit, you know, he's not good here in the head, you know, but we'll I don't see. even know about all this shit. Yeah, we'll see. It's, it's one of his, one of his things, you know, uh, I just think they, and it goes back to what we were talking about previously. It's just more of a, a, a way you can test somebody and get the results within 15 minutes quick. I think it's possible. Right. right. Doing what? Getting a quick method of test. The faster you know, testing. Fast, faster results. I'll results. test you, get the results within 15 minutes. I think that would be the right thing. But, again, I don't know. I, I, just, I just do podcasts. <laughs> uh, anyways. But, yeah, brother. Um, so, you kind of talked to us about your career because you also were doing at, uh, you were touching at uh, OK Corral. DJ in there? I wasn't DJing there. What were you doing there? I was doing more of the live remotes. Live so remotes. basically, like, they would have a remote. I mean, if you remember back then, it was, they would come on at, like, 8, 9 oh, o'clock. Bro, I remember this and shit. And then they would cut off at, like, 11. So you would hear the transmission and stuff throughout those two, three hours. That's right. I remember. Okay, corral. Exactly. On the radio the, the station. DJ Bola. <laughs> what I would do is I would do the kind of behind the scenes. So I would be the guy at the radio station. Using all the boards, making yeah. sure all that's connected, everything like that. That's what I would do back then. So that would... Right you, there at the little Tyler Media thing? At the little Tyler Media, yeah. So what is that like? What is it called? Tyler Media. 
No, no, like what would you like your position that boards. you were, boards boards Make basically sure. like how you have your board like that. I mean, so it was it had to do with sound a board that's like this big. It had to do with sound. Oh yeah. Pero esa oh, madre yeah. estaba transmitiendo del del okay corral al Correct. radio. Right. Oh, to the radio. Exactly. So oh, basically, what the, the what DJ Bola was playing at okay corral. That's the mix that we would hear on the radio when you're driving and shit. Uh-huh. And every time you'd have commercials or something like that, I'd be the one to plug them in and do that. Do the commercials and shit. And I'd be call them up and be like, hey, you guys ready? All right, let's do it. We're going to go boop, live. Boop, 5, boop, 4, boop, 3, boop. and boom. Ah. Yeah. And you did that for how long? <sighs> About two, three years. Yeah. So you've always, uh, have you always been that motherfucker organizing shit? Like, because that takes a lot of... Uh, Organization in your brain And then you gotta make Shit happen to Get the show going So like wh- Where'd you get that from I didn't look at it like that You know I was just having fun And I was young And I was just like I need to get my foot in the door I need to do this I need to get it going Yeah And that's One of the uh, Helps that I've had With that I mean Cause that introduced me To a lot of stuff That I had no idea about Cause your brain has to be Running differently To be able to do some shit like that Somewhat Yeah Hell yeah it does yeah, because you got to be... You're doing a lot of shit at yeah. once. It's like shooting a wedding or like when we're doing video shit. I mean, you're doing a lot at once. Like, it's a... It's a multitasking job and shit. See, like my sister, she, she was a producer at, at Telemundo, uh, Tyler Media for a while and then Channel 5. So it's like, not anybody can just do some shit like that. You, you see, know? and I mean, I've always... Especially with live shit. Yeah. Like here, we, I mean, we're live, you know what I'm saying? But right. we still got post-production when this... Radio and like live TV is five o'clock and everybody's fucking watching or listening. That's pressure. That's ooh boy. You see, I, ne- I never thought about it that way because I was just having so much fun doing it. You press the wrong button and instead of fucking listening to the mix, I'd you're be gonna, like, <laughs> we'll fix it. Fuck it. Five, oh oh five oh minutes in, oh like, oh for real. But no, nah, I think yeah, I think. You never put yourself in that position of pressuring yourself because you just haven't you were having fun with it, you know. Yeah, the passion's got to be there, and you gotta you always got to drive yourself. You know what I mean? This is an industry that ain't nobody gonna push you to do better. Like, right? You have you, to do you, it. You're gonna have to do it by yourself. You're gonna have to train yourself. You're gonna have to do your own things. You're gonna have to practice by yourself. There's been times where I've been in a closed up room for days, and it's just like I'm, I'm doing is music, 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 grinding, music, grinding, music, grinding, grinding. I see you always. Uh, Upload and share the Pollito mix. So what is that about, bro? That's a channel that I have on SoundCloud. And basically what that is, you can go and you can listen to any kind of mixes that I have at that moment or that I've put out recently uh, or at that time. And you can just go and listen to it for free. I mean, So like, let's say uh, you're throwing a little house party and then you just need some lit shit. You can go on there and go on there. Hit this mix. Hit and that then, play, and then that goes into the next one, then the next one, and then the next so one. It's like a preloaded of one of your mixes. Huh? Hey, so motherfuckers, just, don't be doing that shit, though, and, like, stealing it and going and making money with it. Like. Yeah, and being like, oh, yeah, this is my mix and shit. <laughs> and then you go and you pretend like you're a DJ. And all hey, you, bro, I said, uh, DJ Bola's mix, I... Todos los señores de las quinceañeras se los roban, pinche madre. That sucks, bro. That nigga, they take all, everybody. Some people still leave the DJ Bola tag on it and shit. Like. Damn. Hey. Fuck it, it. it gets crazy, bro. It gets Trend. crazy. Um, so, talk to us about one of those moments where you were like, fuck. I fucked up. Because you had to have one of those, man. A couple. All of us. All of us. 
Nobody's perfect, man. Nobody's perfect. Um, or like what the crowd was like not feeling it or you were trying to get them into it and they were not digging it and shit. I think the hardest crowd to kind of play for is that Hispanic crowd. Because you just put some bad bunny and that's it, bro. You got him. Uh, that's new generation. Nah. That's the new generation, bro. You got him. You get people that are no, no. What generation like, are we talking like, about? Like my dad. If you had to play some music for my dad, that'd be hard. like you'd have to have Victor fucking like Victor listen from Padrino. Like that's some old ass Mexican songs. Oh, yeah. that, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? That's tough. But the thing about it is, it's so culturally driven. So like as soon as you figure out okay they're from this part of Mexico they're gonna like this and then you just start playing you, you toss them one or two and it's like all right they reacted okay cool. so I'm gonna test boom, you boom 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 Chihuahua two Chihuahua? songs Palos de Chihuahua unas de norteñas bro a ver so unas uh, ah unos rileros okay. big time you gotta you gotta have your rileros uh, you gotta have your rucanes del norte man big time like if you gonna yeah. especially play for them old cats even the younger cats now they yeah. still dig all that music I mean they're Legendary guys that have been doing it for 20, 30 years now. Like, yeah. yeah. Aguascalientes people. Oh, some banda, bro. You gotta have some banda. Some banda, some zapateado, some guapangos. Like, yeah, you gotta have all that shit lined Guadalajara. up. Guadalajara. That's gonna kind of be like some more kind of narco kind of style music. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, at least a few so friends that, that I have. Those yeah, that they listen rowdy to. motherfuckers, huh? <laughs> hey, shout out to all those Tlacuitaba motherfuckers out there. They, yeah, they be out there beating motherfuckers up, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> them is them uncles that are fighting outside the party and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. That was, that was good, though. That was fun, man. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. What was my question, though? I forgot. I don't know, man. You're not listening to your own show? Hey, man. Uh, what did Dar- I ask Dar- you? Dar- Dar- getting that Bucanas here right now, man. Nah, hey. nah, nah, I'm chilling. Uh, <laughs> I think it had to do with... Uh, My guy's a little please. zoned out today. He even brought the shades and I shit. I know, he's I'm all just superstar to be like status today, bro. I'm was, just trying to be like Roy, man. That's, it was inspired by it, the Brody. Yeah, yeah, it was inspired by the Brody, man. And uh, shout out to Roy, man. Uh, Talk about Medio Tiempo, man. Medio Tiempo, that, ooh, was, a, man. Uh, that, that was a stage <sighs> of Oklahoma where... The ratchetness was uh, <laughs> crazy. It was a fun place, man. man. I went a couple of times, and it was like, damn, why did it? was it- both. It was like you could eat and, and have shit, fun. and then and, it, it got lit. And Yeah, it got lit. Like, you knew you were pulling well, up. What happened to it? Um, I did. Well, okay. first, let's talk about the experience with it, and then we'll talk about what happened to it. The experience with it, uh, I got to learn a lot about my culture, music, and I got to learn a lot about... What people like and what they don't like. What well, the mayoría Mexico like? Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. So like, I mean, I was, I mean, I had music, you know, I mean, and I had some stuff. But when you get to specific places that are gonna just be playing that that genero, I mean, you either yeah. have that substituted with something else, or you're gonna have to innovate with it right at that spot. Like, okay, boom, I got 20, 30 young kids. They don't want to listen to this. They're gonna listen to this, and then from there, you just switch it right back. You, you get it. Keep both of them entertained. It's kind of like. Playing ping pong, like, yeah. Boom, there's back that and one, forth. and then there's that one, and then you yeah. know, you're gonna get it back and forth. So, man, uh, that the, going back to that man is just that place was such a good time, and like it was just a spot for you to like. If he was mentioned, you, you go and eat. I would watch like NBA games when they were in the playoffs, and had a I have a fucking great time. Why did that place just vanished? I I, I couldn't Management, comment on that. 
Uh, management maybe i did three years with them and then after that i ended up getting uh one of the exclusive deals that i had downtown and i eventually you know gave my resignation with them and then they brought in somebody else and i don't know what happened there or if it was just wrong timing or or whatnot but the crazy thing is that at least least the way i see it from outside is like you had said something, you had said a type of vibe at Medio Tiempo. So downtown, you said you kind of brought that, but added something else to it. So that's why the crowd, I feel like they followed, follow you everywhere. Like they, the Medio Tiempo crowd is the fucking pink crowd. Like it's, it's uh You got to think about it. Everybody was so young back then too. So like now they're in their mid twenties, kind of like you guys are, and they're ready to go party and they're ready to go do things. So which one was the most fun at what time that you had? And, you know, you bring back that Medio Tiempo crowd and that entertainment, that same vibe. Every time you walk into pink, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? It might not be Hispanic stuff, but you know you're going to get lit. You're going to get fucked up, and you're going to have a good time. And you might not even remember. It's going to flow. You might have to delete some Snapchats or some shit. You know, when you wake up the next day, like, (laughs) ah, shit, did I do this last night? Damn, it, it was lit, but, hey, I ain't posting this shit. Wow, but uh, nah, it's it's uh, it was a fun time, man. It was a very fun time, uh, man. You can even ask Heck. It was I a mean, movie. It was it was a big movie for like three years, man. That I was there, and you know, big shout outs to all of them. And I still work with some of the guys from back then at the new place, the Bull. That, that'll be a place that's always gonna be remembered by the you know. It, oh yeah, a, it left a stamp right there. Oh yeah, Boom. oh yeah. Yeah, I went couple. It'll of- always be like, oh, that place where Medio Tiempo used to be at. Yeah, it's always gonna be known as that spot. Fuck yeah, because unless somebody can come back and fucking. Name it, like, bring that building to something bigger than that, but that's going to be a tough, tough one. Like, to... It's got such a legacy what, what What's going on right there? They closed it down? Is Cowboys still a thing as well? I think they might even yeah. be shutting down, or they have Man. shut down. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, unless it's Bricktown, right, or like, yeah. something that I got going on, I really don't know what, what else is going on in the city. So, when you wake up, and you know you don't have to go to work and stuff until very late at night and you know you're gonna have a fun like is that like a dream do you feel like sometimes you're in a dream because you really don't have a regular job you pretty much just get paid to party get paid to party yeah somewhat i mean it's got to be controlled right Uh, but i mean the first thing stop it the first things (laughs) first things that i do is uh i get i got footage motherfucker hey (laughs) hey that's some of that exclusive ah, shit. shit. What, what did ah, A.B. What did yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. He, he got said, some of that exclusive. He said, we don't do this shit. We don't normally do this. Oh, I, I'll forever have that we video right there. We don't do a politically there. correct shit here, Poyito. <laughs> oh, shit. That is hilarious. But now, uh, I think, um, honestly, right now, going back to that, I get to, uh, I get to wake up. And my son's there. You know what I mean? Wifey, you know, is at work doing her thing. And just, just being able to do that instead of actually going to work. I think that just fulfills it 100 times more because I'm able to do something, provide for my family and have fun at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you would you, you would say your work balance is good. Your work and life balance. Sometimes, 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 because I'm pretty sure you're hustling, constantly grinding. <laughs> like there's no days off. Does your girl ever like tell you you're fucking crazy? 
I'm pretty sure she already. Would you consider yourself a workaholic? <laughs> yeah, me. She, she already knew what she got herself into. Yeah, she, she, she kind of <laughs> already knew what she was gonna get into. Uh, but no, she's uh she's mother half, and, and and you know you need that person to just balance herself out too. So, um, you're having another one on the way. Oh, most definitely. Congrats, Congrats brother. Most Congrats, definitely. Real. You know that a little Hell chicken, yeah. a little chicken, a pollito. Hey. Like, hey, but uh, the thing about it that's gonna be fun with this, we uh, we're not gonna find out if it's a boy or a girl until we're like at the hospital. Oh that's God, good. I don't know if so I can like, do that. You know, we're gonna, so we're gonna like, do that. Do you have a name for both, like a girl and a boy name? Nah. When do you start buying clothes? The moment you find out, all right, let's go to Walmart and Target and buy. Shit, that's what baby showers is for, man. You know what I mean? So you doing that baby shower after? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, uh, right now we got. I can do uh, it. Prepping, uh, we just went the other day and bought like a little bassinet, I think it's called, a little crib kind of thing. Yeah. And, I mean, just little by little every week, just yeah. kind of prepping, prepping, prep. So would you say you're a workaholic? Of course. Yeah. Have to be. Yeah. Because there's no off switch. So I could be at the house and I have two, three hours to kill. I'm going to open up my laptop and that's I'm going to be like, bro, or, he has a, or he has a little this, fucking like, notepad and he's writing shit. And like, you know me, I got notebooks out there. Because your like, average person is like, I got three hours of freedom. Let me go watch a Netflix series or let me go fucking, fuck you know. That. No, fuck I'm opening the laptop. Fuck you, you average fucking pussies. Nah. You average Joe. Um, man. I, I do consider myself a workaholic too, and I sometimes think it kind of fucks me up sometimes because, you know, sometimes you got to take a break. Sometimes you got to, and it's a little bit hard for me sometimes to know when to stop, when to take a break, you know, because I'm always constantly thinking about the next thing, you know. You got to have that drive within you, though. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody going to push that exactly. into you. And the thing about it is, you don't know who's right behind you that's ready to just like take that position or, 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 get to the next level and they're hungry just like you was five ten years ago i mean you got to maintain that grind that work ethic all that dedication all of it you got to yeah. maintain it 100 percent. yeah for sure because i'm trying to like just leave an impact man so if i die tomorrow like what the fuck are you going to remember me for you know that's what i really want to you know the legacy i'm trying to leave behind you know at least with this. if you were reincarnated into an animal what would it, what would you what would you want to be if I was reincarnated into an animal, you could be a, uh, a whatever. I would probably uh, elephant choose uh, anal bead. <laughs> so as far as a sea creature, <laughs> like the pineapple experience, like well, it depends on uh, who the anal bead uh, belongs to. Belongs to and shit. I would probably like, no. want to be a great white shark in the sea. Ooh. Yeah, just solo, dolo, eating shit, you know. <laughs> uh, and as far as a land creature, that's a tough one. I, I would probably want to be like a badass little eagle and shit, just flying around <laughs> looking and like, who the hell I'm going to eat today type what shit. What about you, uh, Pollito? And it's always going to be Pollito, man. It'll be a big ass fucking rooster. Gallote, chingo, uh, you going to end up at Chick fil A, bubs? Hey. <laughs> You're going to end up in, That's why I was like Because I, I want Like I was like man I want to be a tiger But I'm like fuck I don't want to be in a fucking zoo Or a I'd fucking I'd be a fucking Badass horse You would be a horse? Badass one Like this is the Antonio Aguilar De los que Them dancing de los ones que like, like, Fancy motherfuckers but Having stinking sweaty ass In your fucking <laughs> Lomo and shit Hell nah I feel sorry for horses sometimes I feel bad for them man I don't know uh, But They would uh, make a corrido about me Yeah <laughs> Uh, so 
if Pollito was to be president, what would like? How would you deal with the whole situation that's going on right now, man? We just throw a fucking party, man. <laughs> I'd be that's like, yo, bring the fucking patrol. Shit's the gonna Modelos. happen. It's gonna go down. Everybody's off of work tomorrow, and then first thing as president, I'd probably be like, everybody that's got DACA has got. Get it. Let's get it. Everybody's a, uh, yes. Uh, Everybody's gonna a be citizen. a citizen, yeah. unless you fucking killed somebody. Or, <laughs> of course, man. You got weed out the bat too. You know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> man, but, uh, if yeah. you just smoke a little weed, you know. I just, cool. I just hope if there is a lockdown that they kind of do do it with common sense to the point where they're like, okay, we're gonna forgive rent for the amount of the the the, the lockdown bills, whatever the hell it is, like. If you guys are forcing us to go into our house and quarantine, then, hey, take care of our fucking bills. So just, bills. like, press, like, pause with everything? Yeah, pause. pause. Like, if we're going to go that on a lockdown, good. I'll do more. If it has to get to the point, if you really think this is going to be the solution, yeah. then let's do it. All right, lock this motherfucker down, but make sure you take care of everybody's bill. Freeze the light bill, utilities. Don't be fucking evicting people and shit. Exactly. Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that hurts some shit like that. Freeze everything because, like, yeah. All these fucking big companies got a big ass loan and got relief and shit. But what about the people? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was like, I don't know. That didn't make sense. So hopefully, you know, Biden does that shit. You know? I'm not even supposed to be here, so I'm not even going to speak politics. <laughs> I'll probably come for you. Don't do that. But uh, yeah, so what, what, what is next for Pollito? Like, where do you see yourself, bro? Like, where do you see yourself, let's say, five years from now? Ownership. Ownership of? A nightclub. Nightclub. Yeah. Here. Here. It's got to happen here. You said you, you took a second then. Do you think, because I, I feel like I probably with one hand, not even one, <laughs> successful clubs that keep the same name, they're very limited. It's Pink rare. Pink is one. It's rare. Pink is one. I can't uh, think of another one. They're constantly having to change the name. I don't know why. I don't know if it's an Oklahoma thing, but I go to Dallas and I'm going to the same clubs and they're lit all the time. Right. So, what do you think is the, 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 the magic spell, the mag- magic potion to it? Consistency. It's got to be consistency, man. You got you to. But don't you think these clubs are consistent, but they still. Like, I mean, I don't go to other clubs, so I don't understand what happens at their establishments. And get, you know, I'm always working. Like Greystone was Greystone. Now it's a different name. I don't even know what the hell the name is. They uh, had to change names. Shout out to my boy DJ Kilo. His, his, his name is Saints. I think Saints. the name of the club now. Oh, so. DJ Kilo got yeah, that joint. He, he opened that up himself. Man, that's yeah. fucking good to hear because he's been grinding for years. Man, I've been. And then that's that's dope to see that Kilo's right here, and then fucking Wayne is down the street. Everybody's like, growing, man. That's yeah, shout thing. out to Symphony Man and yeah. Poe and all the people over there, bro. Yeah, it's just a consistently. So, how what growth, would you man. do to keep the club rolling to the point where like? Like as Pink, like you go to OKC and somebody mentions a club, the first thing they, the first name they're gonna mention is Pink. Yeah, um, like I we said, need, we need, hookah. we need hookah, hookah, okay, <laughs> tons of bitches. I would say, so, uh, cater AB, to you. Sound, you sound like the drunk AV man. Chill hey. out, bucks. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you didn't take some oh, of this little kind of some shit? Bro, I'm just, uh, naturally, uh, it's already natural. Well, he huh? gives me that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> he, he awakens the demons. <laughs> We're gonna get out of here and go drink for a little bit after this, boys. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you think is the, the the magic potion, man, to keep like if Boyuto were, were to open a club tomorrow? How can he keep it and make a stamp in the city? I think uh, partnering up with the right people, making uh, 
the correct moves and and not as DJ Chicken no more. Like now it's gonna be ownership chicken, you know what I mean? Or or junior and shit. Like y'all gotta take off this hat and put the other one on and still maintain that that role, but just make it a little bit different, you know what I mean? And just prioritize on other things. Cause I mean, I've been with all these clubs and have learned a little bit from every single one and and how everything moves and and what you need to do to to make it happen. So I think just, just being able to make the right moves with the right people. That'll be, that'll be the 100. Yeah. I I love that ownership because as, um, be in the face of the brand Hispanics. We need that. We need that shit. We need to start owning. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to like your name, Pollito, is it just because you're a fan of chickens and shit? <laughs> well, a uh, long time ago, uh, I think I was in still like in middle school, high school. I don't even remember. I used to hang around uh, with this guy named Big Boyle, Big Chicken. And then he got murdered. And then I always was with him. So I was a little motherfucker and he was always the big guy. So they would always be like, Pollito, Pollito, Pollito. So that was, that's how it and that's how the it name started, was born. and it just kind of kept with it, and, and still here. The Pollito Lounge, I can see something like that happening, man. Yeah. So, in, in five years, you see yourself owning a club. I would want to. You'd want to. I would want to. I think that's the next step. Because uh, before it was traveling and go to a different city and be the big guy there and all that, but now it's like I got my family here, wife's here, kids are here. You want to build your empire yeah, in the here. 405. A little 405, man. Oklahoma City's always been my home, and it's always treated me really good. So I, I just got to give back. For and I sure. think I still have a few more years within my belt that I can still entertain and, and do this. I mean, I'm 32 now, you know what I mean? So it's, I got it's knocking on the door, you know, in my 40s and shit. And I don't know if I can still keep up two, three days and – do the same thing. I think uh, I would want to be more of the behind the scenes and guide somebody and teach somebody. Put, on, put some methods. people on and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and, and just help them grow and show them correctly how to do shit. Yeah, but no thing I pasar for the like through the bullshit that you had to go through to get to where right. you're kind of like a mentor going back to Yeah, man. Mentoring being a mentor of somebody that wants man, it. you can shave some time off of somebody's like uh journey. If you just tell them, like, look, this, this is how this, the game don't is. Don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, that's crazy, bro. You have one hell of a trajectoria, you know? And it's like, do you ever feel like you're a legend, bro? Nah, man. I'm just a guy. Why not? Just like I, I keep telling people, man, I'm just a dude. Like, I'm just a guy. I love what I do. And I'm going to do it until the day I die because that's there's no other art passion that I can get into. Because this has taken so much time, effort, you know, struggle, and you just you you. So get you do, so you don't think you've done some legendary shit? Me? Yeah. I mean, I've I've DJed and stuff, but I I mean, as far as like putting that stamp and and doing not you know, yet. You don't feel you don't. So that's a no. nah, man. And that and I think that's what drives me still to this day. Like every single shift, like I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. So it's like. Fuck it, I'm gonna do my best here and, and get it and make sure that whoever's there is gonna have a good time. So other than like a dope DJ, what legacy do you wanna leave? Be a good dad. Teach my son something that he's gonna be able to remember and take to heart and you know, just educate him on the best that I can. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure, bro. Uh, I think you're you'd be a good dad, bro. 
You'd be good as that. Um, cool one, too. Uh, That's somewhat, man. I still got to get the little motherfuckers in trouble, too, man. But, I mean, just guiding them and, and helping them and making sure that they have that support and that foundation. I mean, I think that's what really helps out everybody. Yeah, for there's sure. future. There's, there's oh, yeah, there's a little, be. yeah, those are the little ones. Uh, are you, now that you, I mean, you've, how old is your son? Five. He's going to be six in two days. So what are your concerns as a parent, man? Like with this whole craziness, with also social media that, you know, your the kids nowadays have to have a tablet and like access we, this content. We actually limit all that stuff at the house. Like, and it might be, seem old school, but I mean, if little one wants to play his PlayStation or, you know, get on his tablet, he's got to clean his room. He's got to take a shower. He's got certain things that he's got to do before he can actually go do any of that. So I think maintaining that kind of helps him out too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, cause I don't know what it is. I don't know who the hell they either lost a touch, but it's like, they're making it super easy for the, the kids to have everything they want like if they beg for beg for something here you go but you yeah you keep it old school which does help a lot i feel like that's what molds them to be the man or the woman that they're going to become because it's like you're teaching them like you got chores to do before you can get all these good yeah. shit you know so it's like yeah that's good bro that's good um let's talk about respect a little bit man we had a good conversation on the way to get that uh little bottle you were talking about how You've been around all kinds of shit, like oh, man. people offer you fucking drugs Ooh. and this and that, like. But they respect the fact that you're like, no, I'm just yeah, I'll drink. You know, I'm, I'm just a guy, you know what I mean? And and I'll drink and I'll have a good time, but I won't take it excessively, you know what I mean? And I think that's always been that key factor where, you know, you see a big dog and shit, and you know, get to go to their house and their party or whatever, and it's like, bro, I'm just hanging out like we hanging out right here, you know. And appreciate that you got all this and that kind of stuff, but I don't, I don't do none of that shit, man. And I'll, I'll sit there and I'll drink and have a good time and, and hang out, but that respect factor is always there. Have uh, you gotten to the point where you are so fucked up that you're, like, looking at the plates and you're like, oh, shit. You talking about Saturday? <laughs> Friday? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever gotten to that point? Like, oh, oh shit. Like. Yeah, but it's Let more me leave my shit here tonight. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so spoiled now with some of my gigs that I have where, like, they have all the equipment there, and I just get to show up my little backpack and my laptop and stuff. But, man, there's there's times where, like, I've fucking... Cause you're, that's a, you're on one, you know what I mean? you got your equipment, too. Then you, maybe, so. maybe even two. And you be on one, two, three, four, <laughs> eight. And then next thing you know, like, you get off of work, and it's like, all right, there's alcohol right here. Like, let's get fucked How do you deal with them hangovers, man? Tino's. Tino's. Tino. What's that? It's if you house. know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> he's a legendary guy in Oklahoma City, man. And it's basically, he's got, like, his little house, and he serves up shrimp cocktails. Stilo like the quietest kind of so. shit. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. We can't give that we up. We can't give that up. Shit, I'm already hungry. God yeah, damn. Nah, he's uh, he's got he's got the remedy. I don't know what the fuck he puts in that shit. Man. But that brings but, you to life. Oh, it's fucking spicy, bro. Like you drink yeah. a michelada and it's like, like you're sweating out all the fucking sins as you're t- drinking that. It's uh, but, but it's hard to get though. Like if you get there on a Sunday, it's, I call him up and I'm like, shit. hey, I vengo, you know. 
Oh, let's see Primo. Okay, let's, 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 let's. You know how he talks and shit, so. But is it because he stays booming? Hell yeah. That dude stays booming, bro. When I'm telling you, he's got work. It could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That motherfucker's going to be. And then it gets to the 20, point where he can people. tax people, bro. I've seen people pay, like, double and shit just so they can get ahead of people, you know, because they're like, I want this shit now. Yeah, like, right now. Like, right now. That is. <laughs> and this had a little house. Like, his. It's like about this big, maybe your house, your, your space is more bigger than than his little spot. What do you think? Like, what, what do you think? Like, um, por qué hay gente que puede hacer eso? Like, did you ever meet Lalo, mm, the barber? Hair, haircut, Lalo. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's certain motherfuckers that do shit like that. that it's like ellos solos, you know. Like that's how Lalo did it. It was just like something about him that, that people passion that's in gravitated work, towards that passion that's in his work is going to just like como tu dices, gravitate people to it you know what i mean because other people are going to look at you and see you and they're like oh no he's a slacker or oh man he does work only when he gets money or whatever now yeah. these guys on it like all the time all the time okay then crudos fucked up or fucking, whatever hell yeah, yeah. you're gonna see them work, work. ethic yeah. that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah i respect that and admire that and i do uh you know i think uh that's something that i admired a lot from uh shout out to alex Arcelo, man uh prayers go up to him stay up buddy you big know big ups man yeah big for ups, sure man. bro i think uh i definitely know mad respect for that yeah guy, man. mad big respect time. and he he's oklahoma's champ man and i think he should go and you know keep the keep his legacy going you know start camps and 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 Bring content out there. And see, like me, I don't even know him, like, on a personal. Like, I've never met dude, but I'm a big-ass fan. Because, I mean, I've always been a big fan of boxing and shit. And Yeah. yeah Not like, a lot of people can do that type of shit, man. Like, just, that's that's a, uh, it's, that's a rare breed right there. Yeah, and it's yeah. crazy because it's, like, his work ethic. Every time I would see that shit would pump me and motivate me. And it's, like, to see your dreams, your passion, like, just snap, like, with, like, in no time. Like right yeah, in your prime. Like, the thing is, it's crazy because he like even said it on the podcast. He was like, "As an athlete, you never know when it's gonna be yeah. over." You know, so I think that's one thing that a lot of athletes like. Fuck, man, Derrick Rose. That was a sad case. That yeah, bro. Very great. And that then, motherfucker would have been the. Goal. I didn't even watch basketball, and I love watching that motherfucker. Like his old highlights. Shit, cold, <laughs> cold, man. Like I, that's yeah, yeah, that's what you would want your char- NBA character to be, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, for sure on the fucking 2K and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nah, yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, you know, I'll, hopefully he's doing good. You know, he's he keeps uh, you know the legacy going with that. And uh, I think when you're a warrior, man, you're gonna fucking you're find gonna ways make it huh? happen, man. Yeah. Shit, I, I, yeah, that's just yeah. So with all the stuff that you've been doing, if you had to go back. Five years from today and tell yourself something, what would it be? Get hungrier. Faster. Get hungrier like, faster. Fuck yeah. Did, like, you bu- did you bullshit a lot? I did a lot of uh I did a lot of the party side kind of shit and you know, just staying up two, three days and just getting it, you know, doing that kind of shit. And I honestly think if I would have maintained a, a better pace and a better grind man i think uh now that you mentioned that i was it, this was random too and i was like man i want to have this nigga back in on the podcast i want to have della tapes back della tapes shout out to yeah shout out to the homie Mr. but i, I was Mr. just Mr. thinking Midtown. yeah i was just thinking and i was like because you guys were talking about like how you guys get fucked up and shit and he couldn't make it last time because he was scheduled and he couldn't make it because he was fucked up i was like if he were to leave that shit 
and have more control over it, I feel like he would be a different animal. It's not that easy, man. I know, but I feel like he would be a different animal. Like, yeah. I feel like he would take his vision and his skills to the next level. I don't know why. He just That random thought just came into my mind. So I want to call so him out on damn, this shit. My nigga calling out Della Tapes right yes, now. Yes, yes. And I want to get him on the podcast for that reason, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, hey, I'll, come, I'll come in and sit down so, on that I interview. Mean, like, man. The thing, I'll ask come him why, why, why he doesn't yeah. stop drinking. Well, because, yeah, that goes it's back delicious, to. delicious, motherfucker. <laughs> it goes back to that. Like, nah. you said it. If you had to go back five years, be hungrier, stop the partying, the drinking. So why is it's it so addictive. hard? It's yeah, it's it's when you're within the service industry, bro, you got to have some kind of escape. It don't matter what it is. You could it could be the coke, it could be the weed, it could be the pills, it could be the alcohol. You got to have something. Cuz when you're in this bitch like so much and so often and there's so many it's energies your reality that you've had for so long, you you need that. So you you would say is more of a a little bit of escapism. Kind of. In kinda. a way. Because I'll sit there at the house and, you know, I'll drink a little bit. And the next thing you know, I'm playing music and shit. And then I just out. go. Yeah, I go and vibe out to my own shit. Like, well, I have my friends come over and we'll just hang out like on a Monday, Tuesday and just kick it. Yeah. I mean, nothing too excessive, but. Just, yeah, good yeah. conversations. Good conversations, you know. Fucking, you escape yeah. your shit and everything, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I feel like. Everybody has needs that little like escape escapism. Like for example, like you do the weed, and like some people do the the alcohol. But man, I feel like sometimes when we overdo shit like that, it kind of holds us back from our potential. Right. That's what I feel like. You know, uh, maybe AV right now is going in what a month and what we month, month and a couple of days. It's like fuck, bro. This motherfucker's been productive as fuck, man. Uh, Tell them what you got going on with that fitness thing, brother. Oh, uh, man, I've just been Cause getting, I'm, getting healthier because with this whole COVID shit, I started thinking about it and I was like, okay, what can I do? I can't see the fucking virus. I can't. There's nothing I can really do. You know, the mask shit, I mean, it's kind of goofy. Yeah, it, I'll wear the fucking mask if you want me <laughs> to wear the mask, but I think it's kind of goofy because yeah. our eyes are still fucking exposed and all that shit. I'll wear the fucking mask, though, you know. <laughs> uh, I've just been getting healthier. So I was like 250 pounds, which was the heaviest I've been. And I was like, fuck, that shit was kind of depressing. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And it was sad, man. I was, I, I was just like, because I've been fat before, but this is the fattest I've been. I was like, what the fuck? Good thing I had some muscle, so I've been losing weight, you know. I've yeah. been, right now I'm at like 13 pounds, 14 yeah. pounds around there. And I feel good, man. I've been lifting again and shit. You so. found a little spark. But, man, uh, it, it, the first two weeks were the toughest, though. And even today, I kind of wanted to sip, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah, it's just, you know, it, 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 I understand where you're coming from. Right. Like, whenever you're sipping, you just, like, thoughts are flowing and you're having a good time. It's And now I've learned to just, like, when I get the urge to do shit, I'll just be like, fuck it, I'll go to the gym. So in the gym, I'm in there kind of tweaking out too you know i'm fucking listening to music and just getting i guess i'm using the energy in a different way now right i'm i'm in there like working out and fucking i'm like if i used to be able to fucking take another shot then i can do another rep so that's kind of how i've been thinking about it like 
Like they like it's easy to fucking when people are like, oh no, we'll just stay. Come on, you know. The, so at the gym, I'm like, well, shit. If I used to stay to party, I can do these deadlifts. I can do. And these it's just squats. an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, you know, and of to intense, compare yes. to fucking four, five, six hours of, of just being at the homies' crib, drinking and shit, staying and up, demolishing myself. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it's. I guess that's it's, a good it's corny, one. man. But it's uh, like self care, and then uh, I saw two. Uh, a lot of people that had been in d- depressed and shit like that, exercising was the first thing that brought them back. So I was like, that's the first thing I need to get in order. And then everything else will fall in place. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Changing that energy into something positive. That urge of drinking. You're well, like, I'm right. not going to lie. I mean, you know, I miss, I miss the fucking savageness too, you know. But it's like, I know that. Is uh, drinking has gotten me in a lot of fucked up situations. So I'm like, there's people that can control it good, you know. Me, uh, I used to be able to control it, and then it got to a point where I was. You turn into a motherfucking man, animal. Yeah, let's just yeah. fucking let's get fucked up. Yeah, man. let's get another bottle. And, uh, yeah, nah. I mean, it's only Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, <man. laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Nah, I'm just kidding. Now keep doing your fucking work. Like I said, uh, I didn't even know how long you were. You know, sober and stuff until showed up today, and I seen it the other day on Dylan's podcast oh, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. guys were talking about how you like three weeks a month or something. So, man, yeah, man, I had to just up, fucking dude, make man. it public so I, I I stay on my shit. You know, so you hold yourself it accountable to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly if we can get the people that are struggling the most with it. I think. Like to influence them better, yeah. And I mean, I think it's good, man, because it's, uh, it's a forever battle, is what I've heard. Like sobriety, sobriety is a forever thing. Like you're, because you know how how fun that shit is. So it's like you're always gonna kind of ah damn. Like maybe I can just have like a couple, you know. And you talk yourself into it, and yeah. the next thing you know, you're fucking. Next thing you know, you're, you're at blacked the vu thing yeah. at six in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean. It's all a process, to be honest. It's all a process, and everybody's going to find, hopefully, you know, they get to that point where they find. At what age did you start drinking? Man. 15? 15, 14, around there. I don't even remember. Getting fucked up or just like? Nah, just like sipping on some little shit and then eventually fucked up, like probably 18, 19. Do you remember the first time you got super shit-faced? Like just shit-faced, shit I remember my first hangover. Shit, that shit was loud. I was like 25, 26. We went down to Dallas and partied. Had a good time. Shout so out to took, my mom. It took you 26? <laughs> Shout out to your mom? Shout out to my moms, man. We went out to Dallas and got fucking lit. Uh, it was just like one of them off weekends, man. Yeah. And, and I was hanging out with my mom. We was having a good time. And then next thing you know, we had some mutual friends that were there. And we went to one house and went to another one. And then all of a sudden... We had no more alcohol. And in Texas, it's different. So you got to wait till like noon the next day to fucking buy some alcohol. It's not like six here. You know what I mean? So at one of the houses, they were like, oh, we got wine and shit, whatever. I ain't never drank wine. It's the first and last time I ever drank that shit. We drank like four bottles of fucking wine in between like different. four or five people. Oh, no. Bro, the next day, I couldn't even fucking get up. And I had a gig that night, like. It was disgusting. We had to come back. Yeah, it was fucking the longest trip fucking ever. We were stopping like every 20, 30 fucking minutes. I had to throw up. And uh, it was just bad, uh, bro. See, just bad. Uh, 
And I never drink wine ever again. Fuck that. What I kind of wine was it? Red, white. It was like a white wine. That's how I shit. feel about uh, like vodka. Cause that, that I remember my first time it was the, that trash can punch, oh. and I know they made it with fucking like that nasty vodka. that cheap ass yeah, fucking three ninety nine. So yeah, I really, like I just smell it and I'm like, oh no 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 no, this is that's, that's yeah, but you, making me nauseous. You your first hangover was at twenty six. Yeah, like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, my first there. one was like at fifteen, bro. Oh shit. I went. Is it like Isla del Compa? Oh God, I. I, I I just kept taking, uh, it was a party, and I kept, uh, it was like a birthday party with my mom and her friends and stuff, and there was these small wines. Now you mentioned one, but it, this one was the... the so I'm going to stay the fuck away from away wine. Away from wine and fuck. shit, yeah. There, it's a small bottle, and it was like, I, I don't, it wasn't a red wine, but it was like that dark color, and it was like cold. So we just started chugging, 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 and boy, two hours later, I was gone. Like, I... I was in the middle of the dance floor having a good time, and I see this floor spinning, and, oh, God, that was a, such a terrible hangover. They had to take me to my house. Like, I was dragging, like, oh, had dude, to throw I, me in the shower. We and, were in Dallas, bro. Like, and I was supposed to drive back, too, and mm, it was not happening. Fuck. So, like, yeah, I learned my lesson on that, man. I, I feel and, like, yeah, I was like, I was too young to have that hangover, first of all, <laughs> and fuck that. Like, I, I don't know how people do it. Like, some people... You know, have them hangovers and they're like, fuck it. I'm going to thug this shit out. I'm going to go to work. I lose a day. That's why I stopped doing it because it's like I'll fuck, get fucked up on Saturday and Sunday. I've, if I'm off, I'm done. I lost that whole, sat- that whole Sunday because I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do shit. I feel like I have a headache. I'm dehydrated. I'm hungry. I don't want to do shit. So it's like yeah, you I'm productive. Gotta- so if I lose a Sunday that I know I got shit to do, I'm like, fuck. I, I, I took an L. Like, I don't want to do that shit again. So You got to tough that shit out sometimes, man. Big time. Fuck, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know, bro. But, yeah. There's we, been some nights with me, man, where it's been rough. And I'm sitting there playing records, and next thing you know, it's like, I'm not even drinking no more at that point. Like, I'm just drinking some water, some lemon water or something, and just trying to get through Trying the to night. sober up a little bit? Nah, not even sober up. Like, you're just, you're hungover. But you're so fucking hungover that you've been... Because sometimes you even have people, huh, that kind of be like, hey, bro, let me get your shot or let me get your beer bro, all the time, huh? You know how many shots I go through a night? <laughs> like, you're over here zoned in and shit, and the next thing you know, somebody, hey, here, bro, here. Oh, man. Fuck. And you can't say no to that. Like, they just spend like nine, eight bucks in a fucking shot, you know? I don't even know how much alcohol it is, to be honest. Damn. That's got it. Yeah. So you got to just chug that shit. But people know what kind of drinks I like, so that's the thing. You yeah. know what I mean? And right. if I've had too many, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Or if I take, like, three or four of them all at, like, in a five, ten-minute span, it's like, no, I got, I got another hour, hour and a half to play. Fuck. We still got to do this shit. And trust me, man. There's been times where, like, I've sent people to the store, and it's like, go get me a motherfucking sandwich. Go do something. Sober like, up. Yeah, some chips. Fuck. I don't give a fuck what it is. Like, give me some tacos across the street. I don't care what it is. You never got to the point where you're like, oh, shit. Best oh. Uh, best food for crudas. And it's got to be some kind of shrimp, man. Shrimp. Some aguachiles, some oh, motherfucking... That foe be hit, oh, that, You know, that little P11 thing with the <laughs> spring rolls. That foe be hit nice <clears throat> with them hangovers, that's for sure, yeah. The spring yeah. rolls have shrimp in them, so we're oh, going to have to... You like pho? I, I mean, I, oh, I'm i all right with pho. I'd rather oh, take some old school menudo or some shit. Yeah, like, I fuck with menudo. 
You know what I mean? I, so you, I guess you. I guess I had a bad experience be, with fall you, once. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell me about it because I love yeah. fall and I don't want it. Yeah. Hey, you should own a little restaurant, a little fall uh, restaurant. Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey you Chino, should. you know, come on, let's uh, let's get that in the bring some culture. So, if somebody says, "Hey, Poyito, I wanna, I wanna be like you. I wanna do what you do. How can I get in your position so when you hang up the gloves, I can take over?" What would you tell them? Uh, first and foremost, uh, that's a good question. What my my teacher taught me, he made me promise him, and to this day, I still keep my word. He said, I'm going to teach you everything I know. But if anybody ever asks you for the help or, like, how to guide them or, or show them something, I would never charge anybody no money. And to this day, I have never charged anybody no amount of money for me to teach them how to do some shit. If you want to learn how to do it, do the what the fuck I did. Like, come out to the club and just sit there. Bro, that's crazy questions. that you're saying that like, because I remember one night we got faded together. And you told me that shit. You were like, for some reason, bro, I, I fuck with you. Like, I don't just give game and go, like, just drink with fucking anybody. Like, you're basically, you know, letting me in on how everything runs and shit. Like, you were like, but, I, yeah, like, that's... And I didn't pay a fucking cent. Who, you know what I'm saying? Who has exclusively done all my video shit? Yeah, man, that's... Uh, and that's nah, uh, I'm just asking a question. Yeah. Oh, me, yeah. Exactly. Empower visuals. Empower, bro. I had fucking fun. To this day. I had fun. Like, we did a couple of those promo videos and shit. And I mean, the, the I thing... I had fun. It's like, fun. Uh, like, shout out to my nigga Vale. He used to always be like, bro, that's fucking tight. Like, the whole city see... Like, they see this shit because that's where we all go. So exactly. Like, like, I was like, hell yeah, that's fucking dope, man. Like, So, that's, uh, what would you tell them if they come... And then, like, they want to do that. Like, want to be you. They want to be the next you. They want to take over. You got to come learn. You got to come Come grind. learn. So you that's, got, that's you got, one. You got you, you got to go every night and fucking you, say yeah. what's up to this motherfucker. That's yeah. what I would do. That's how me and him build a relationship. Every night, I would come in and just, like, I remember seeing my glam. And I was, that night, I had a good time. And I was like, uh, I wonder who the DJ is. Because I remember, I remember going to, part, like, parties here or whatever. Red Handed was my favorite DJ here. And that shout night. Shout out to Red Hand. Shout out to Red I Hand. I mean, he's, you know, he's fucking, yeah, shout out to Red Handed. That night, though, I was like, it brought memories back from the greenhouse days. <laughs> it was a, a glam. So I was like, man, I, I need to go see who the DJ is. I thought it was Red Handed because that's the motherfucker that would get the parties lit. And it was him. So ever since then, I would just fucking go say what's up to him. And we built a good relationship you like gotta that. You got to think about how many people I see in a weekend. A shit ton. Like, I so bet you there's I, people if, that you don't even know who the hell they are, but you're like, ah, right, what's up, bro? Because they came to you. You have to, bro. Yeah. You have to. And you got to be, you know, nice and you got to wear a right. hat and you, you know, got to be respectful and shit. I mean, there's some people that come up sideways and they just put their fucking phone in my face and I'm like, I think I'm going to fucking pay attention to you. Like, bro, get on with that shit. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Come in, come around, shake my motherfucking hand. Say, what's that's, up? See, it goes you back know what to I like, mean? like just simple that, that, shit. That's how bro. I feel like celebrities feel sometimes when they're like, you. The first thing you do is point a fucking phone on their face, like they're fucking humans. And it's like, you gotta, hey, how you doing? Like you might get more than just a fucking picture. You might get an autograph. You might get a like, hey, let's kick it over here. You know, you never know. Yeah. Like, like so. you said earlier, like when you get invited to a place where it's like the big dog or something, you gotta just kind of like 
maneuver right because <laughs> then that could be the the key to another place. Right. Man, I don't know how I feel about you with these shades, bud. Why? <laughs> Why? Hey, I don't, know where, I don't he, know where you're looking. He, he over here. He, he over here. Hollywood is fucking. He's staring oh, over man, here at me sometimes, fuck, and I'm bro, like, man, like, I'm, I'm looking at both of y'all. Like, I feel like, I feel like, like, what's going on right so, now? Is, so, it, is this a drug deal or is this a podcast? What so, the fuck is going on? <laughs> so Roy can do it, and I can't. Come on, y'all. This is just one podcast. Y'all won't die. Hey, it's number 50th, so it's not just another bro. motherfucking podcast. You got chicken in the motherfucking right, building, bro. man. Did you ever think, bro, 50? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah. It's fucking crazy, bro, 50. That's crazy, bro. We've been able to interview almost 50 people. I say almost because we had a couple a of couple people. Of yeah, regulars come, come in. and when we, did, when we did that video that I post online all the time and shit, that I've been hyping up the Half Court Podcast. How long ago was that shit? A year. Wait, which video? That was when we did the video. F- was that was that? the 4th of July weekend. That was the know? last Was yeah. it the Liberty shit? That was after that Liberty shit. Because you guys started the podcast at Sports SO, right? Around, it was a, it, around that we time. Were, we were with you at Pink that night, I think, right? We, then, were, we went to Liberty, then, then went to Pink. And then, because it was like I remember we were going to schedule. Thing. That's the funny thing is like, I remember we were going to schedule the Half Court Podcast Reborn, episode one at your house. I wanted to. And I don't know what the fuck happened after that. I feel like, I don't know what happened. You I mean, remember? that's the thing, man. We're busy. Every, you know, and then Everybody's it's, always busy. There's chaos going on. I'm in a barbershop. You're in a fucking club. You're at 405 Buds, Verizon. So it's a bunch of shit going yeah, on, bro. man. <laughs> yeah. Just to get us together. It's some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. It takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so like... Uh, yeah, I remember that, man. It was... Uh, and this motherfucker is the first one I seen the schedule the month out. Two months out, I think. You you had... I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. T- maybe, I mean, I know what I'm doing tomorrow, <laughs> but... Like, this motherfucker had shit planned out for a whole month. Yeah. You could see... You go to my house, and I'm pretty sure... What do you use it. to kind of keep yourself organized, but also booked and stuff? Because that shit sometimes can be like, fuck. Old school calendar. Old, Old school. school notebook. There's a big ass fucking. Oh, you calendar. didn't bring your notepad, huh? You should. Nah, I don't have it. Or else yeah. that we we could have kind of go through it. So you yeah. keep it old school. Just write everything down the day yep. of. Nah, not the day of. I mean, you got like uh, like the day, say the calendar, and like okay, the fifth. Boom, boom. I have this. Like old school kind of right. thing. Right. Okay. So you say that do was, that shit like a month, maybe two or three ahead of time, and just every single i mean you you gotta so you know you got jot this your ideas on. and goals and shit or like kind of give a breakdown on how you, how you start and then how you get to the fucking neat organized okay interview here meeting here because i know it's like all over the place at first you got to talk you got to communicate with people and you got to really know that it's not going to be all because of you like you guys got different lives and you guys got shit going on too too much Topo Chico, ah. Too much. I think he loaded that shit up with some Muganas over there. Yeah, bro, low key. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's uh, just maintaining that, that organization like that and, and being able to plan out. Because it never, sometimes it never goes that way. You know what I mean? Right. Something might come up and it's like, oh shit, you got to reschedule, reschedule this. Move. You got to do that. You know what I mean? And, and, just staying with that communication, bro. That that's all it is. Just maintaining that open line. You know what I mean? Because I know AV is hard as fuck to get a hold of sometimes, oh, yeah. man. I think he's uh, he, hopefully he's working on it. You he's, know, he's getting better at it. Hopefully you know what we I mean? Can see a, you know, uh, 
get better, you know. Well, I guess I'm fortunate enough to to get a hold of him. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard and shit. Yeah, man. I, Every, I like my privacy. Everybody's always hey, like uh, uh, NBA young boy say, uh, "I ain't going outside today." <laughs> Nah, it's just, uh, I think oh, that is being organized, man. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's key. I had to do that shit, too, because it was, it, was, it was a mess. My shit was a mess. Getting better with the scheduling, scheduling the guest and my regular shoots. And, yeah, that shit was just a mess. I mean, don't get me be wrong. Overwhelming at we, times. Have, we have organizing planners, like, on our phones and shit. But if you've got something that's there written down and in your handwriting, like, you're going to look at that shit every single day. You have to remind right in front yourself of the thermostat, every single day. Like, right there, like. The calendar with all the shit, I just put it right there. Mm-hmm. That way, every morning when I wake up, I see it, and I know what I, what I got to do and how I got to execute. So that's that's a big one too. But the planner does too. That that shit helps a lot. Yeah, to kind of keep you on check, organizing shit. So yeah, what's um, what's your day like, man? Let's let's break it down. Uh, Tuesday. Like a Tuesday night. Yeah, when you're not, you don't got to go to the club and shit. Hang out with my boy, chill. Make sure he gets some food. Make sure that we survive before the wifey gets home and shit. Make sure that the house is in order as far as, like, ain't shit broke here, you know, and stuff like that. Nah, but just hang out with him. Uh, If I got some shit that I got to do, you know, I organize it for the evening time whenever she gets there. And I'll go do my shit once she gets home and keep it like that. So kind of like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those are the days where you kind of do your research and... and yeah. Cause you gotta know, like, how do you know when the trends change and shit like that? At what time do you do that that part of the game? And what, where's this? I don't do. Is there a website shit. that or a source where you can kind of see what's going on? I can't give away all my secrets on this bitch. Uh, nah, come nah, on, nah. give them all away. That way, uh, nah. It's a. Uh, I uh, I actually still hang out with a lot of the old school DJs, bro, that I fucking grew up with. So I meet up with them probably about one or two Tuesdays a month. Maybe Mondays, depends on how everybody's schedule is, but it'll just be four or five DJs just hanging out in the garage, kind of throwing ideas out like, oh, you know what, I played this at the club. Oh, shit, well, I played this. And just having that open network like that, I mean, that, that that's really good. Oh, yeah, that's a good And one. I'm the youngest motherfucker in that bitch, too, so, like, I see all these old cats, like, damn. So how do the old old cats keep up with the trends, like... Just kind of like the same way that I would kind of like ask them questions and shit. They'll hit me up or like they'll see my playlist and be like, hey, this worked. Okay, well, how did, you know, what was the crowd like? Age group, guys, girls, you know what I mean? You break that shit down. It's like you go into a meeting, bro. Mention three meeting. OGs of the DJ game right now. Muerte. DJ Muerte, man. That guy. That's that, one. That's why I started uh, when I started back at Mango's, man. Yeah. So, I mean, him. You got to give a big old shout out to Red. Man. Red? Red Hands. I mean, he just came in from New York and he just fucked this city. Motherfucking oh, savage. Yeah. yeah. It's cool, man. He's good cuts, clean. Everything's good. Uh, and another one, I would have to say, uh, he's already passed away, but uh, DJ Mark Marino, man. He yeah. helped me out a lot, like, coming up and shit. Like, yeah. I could call this guy up and I would fucking, like, leave my... You know, scratch pads at the house, and I just call him up and be like, "Hey, man, I forgot this shit. I got Ooh, this I extra cable. Like, please, like, help me out." That, that kind of reminds me of uh, you, you and Brasco that day. Uh, hey, Bro- I mean, it's just so many names: Brasco, Kilo. Like I mean, that day, one of the days that uh, somewhere I think like was the Liberty. 
your fucking turntables were acting up or his turntables were acting up. The but setup I see, that we had I see that you guys night. basically like just tune like you guys got on the same page yeah. and fixed the problem. Yeah. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I think it was at Liberty. I think I saw that shit. We were yeah. there about to shoot a shoot a little movie and shit. We was we was doing that at Liberty and the, the equipment that we had had at the moment because I do the video shit, so it wasn't like clicking, it wasn't going through, and then eventually like we find it, figured it out. And but it was time to go. Type it shit. Yeah, it was like fucking. We had ten minutes. Like it was nine fifty, and we're still, you know, since nine thirty trying to figure this yeah. shit out, and then finally like it all clicked and boom, boom, boom. And we had a fucking amazing ass night that night too. It yeah, takes man. you about how long to zone in and get everything set up? As soon as I put my headphones on. So if you are scheduled to play at nine, it takes you an hour to set up your equipment and I like make to sure have the, I like to have that control to where like I can go down the street, say what's up to somebody, like uh, old DJ friend, or go buy me a motherfucking sandwich or, or, or do something like, and have all my shit ready like half an hour before. Even though I live in Bricktown, you know what I mean. Like you never know, laptop could fuck up. Hard drive won't answer. And you always got to have that shit behind, like, and be ready for man, it. And even though you live in Breakdown, it's still a little run from fucking pink to man, your apartment. Five minutes, man. It ain't shit. How long have you li- lived in Breakdown? Three years? Four, four years? Now, I don't even remember. How, how's it been, man? Fucking tell the people about that. Living, that's dope. I mean, that, that's, that's one of my biggest goals that I, I've had for forever. I mean, we moved here in 1997, and we was living at the Will Rogers Courts on the floor, bro. Like... And to be able to successfully get to, you know, that point in my life to where I can provide for my family and give them a good Have a little balcony and you can shit. look out and see no. the city. I yeah. mean, you've experienced that shit. Yeah. You have, too. Like, yeah, bro. That shit was like, damn, bro. That's crazy. Smoked, smoked some uh, a little bleasy. herbs up there. Yeah. No, for sure, man. That's got to be. The good shit. Yeah. Um, Big blunts. <laughs> right now, you are... You're there. You've been there for three years. Uh, are you having any plans to move to a specific area, buy a house, or what? what's the next move for Pollito? I think buying a house is going to be the next thing. Yeah. I, I love the downtown city feel. Um, kid goes to a good school, too. So, I mean, they have all that there. But I've been looking at places in Yukon and a little bit of Edmond, but I don't think I want to move that far. Right. Yeah, Yukon and Edmond. Those are pretty far. They're pretty far. Yeah. You Especially gotta, when you're so used to, like, just being right there. Right. In the heart yeah. of the city and shit. You got pretty much... You're in the middle. Like, you can go anywhere, and you're in the middle. You're probably 20 minutes away from fucking... Not even 20. Probably 10 minutes from the south, and maybe... Oh, trust me. I go to the south all the time. Yeah. I come down here, and I'll uh, visit my mom. She still lives here, south side. Another one of the gigs is, you said, the football thing. Yeah, I do uh, the soccer field. Shout, on shout out Sunday. to the soccer boys, man. Las what is Loy, it, uh, man? Las uh, Loy. What's the man. name of the organization? Uh, Las Loy. Las Loy. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to the soccer boys, man. They've been putting work. Uh, yeah, they, they've been there like 20, 30 years, yeah. bro. Like they've been slid over there yeah. too. Every Sunday, right there, man. It's legit. I, as far as sports, I do like that about OKC. You know, they got the football that's been going for years. The basketball at arena. Shout out to the boys over there. The Outlaws. You know. Uh, uh, Shout crazy, out to the, the, crazy, bra- the braziest of the braziest. Crazy Mike and them, man. We just want to chip, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
But uh, they've my, been consistent. My guy like, Darwin was uh, had some fucked up ribs for like. Yeah, I took. I you know I had to take I, sacrifice. It comes out of sacrifice. At the end of the day, we won the chip. You know, it was worth it. You know, but we're we're back and running. You know, we're good. But the arenas and the basketball shit has also been running for years, and I think that's dope because at the end of the day, they have like a community. You know, you guys build that community. Oh and yeah, shit, and it's like it's that's dope. Like, that's dope. You've seen Oklahoma go from fucking nothing basically to what it is now, huh? Oh yeah, you've seen the whole transition, everything. You've been here your whole life. Nah, we moved here in '97. Well, the thing is that Oklahoma evol- has evolved so. Even five years ago, it was still fifteen dollar fades and shit. Like what the fuck? I think five years ago, six years ago, haircut prices have been fucking get your crazy. shit right. Yeah, I mean, it was, bro. It's crazy. Like, shit has been changing a lot. There wasn't even a whole lot of barbers. Like, it was crazy. No, it's it's growing. The city. I mean, with the DJs, how many how many DJs is there? There's really not even a whole lot of DJs. I don't even know, bro. I don't even know. I I I communicate with a few. It's like a handful. There's not a lot. I know that. (laughs) Yeah, there's not there's not that many. But like I said, I communicate with a few of them, and I'm cool with a few of them. But most of the guys are probably like me. Like they've been in the game. Eight, nine, ten, eleven years, or whatever it is, because to get that respect from those guys takes a lot. Oh yeah, takes no, a lot. for sure, for sure, man. Uh, uh, what t- at what point is the DJ's career over? Like on the behind the turntables, I have no idea, and I don't plan on being there anytime soon. I I I think I want to put up my headphones and, I, and and put them away whenever I'm ready to do that. Right, I think it's all how how old you feel. Like I I feel like if man. I, Shit, I would be amazed and surprised if I see, like, a 60- or 50-year-old spinning some plates and being lit. Like, that shit to me would be like, whoa, I fucks with that. It's different, you know? Um, like, I've been seeing videos of, like, there's this fucking 60-year-old guy that does gaming. And he streams it. And he's lit, bro. He's good at it. It's like a lot of fucking old people look at him. Man, this motherfucker's old, but nah. Not, not to him. He doesn't feel old to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like... It's all mentality, you know? It's all, yeah. like, whenever you want. If you want to fucking hang the gloves up and put the headphones up at 60, then do it. Why not, you know? It's all mentality at the end of the day. Who's telling you you're too old to fucking keep doing this shit? You feel me? It's all that. Exactly. Right. That's all. So that's it, you know? I was just asking, like, you know how NBA players have a certain... Uh, but they... they re- NBA man, they're players, making millions of dollars. Right, and then they retire man. because their body can't handle yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you know how much fucking liquor this nigga drinks? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's fucking some punishment to Bro, your body, my too. my grandpa to this day fucking drinks hardcore liquor. Your grandpa's fucked He's up. been to the fucking war. To the Vietnam War. Uh, he's a little... Cuckoo in the brain, <laughs> a little dude, <laughs> a little cuckoo in the brain, but he's solid as a rock, bro. He doesn't have any fucking medical complications. Okay, I guess my fucking question was like, what? Hey, what's, hey, hey. what's the oldest DJ you've seen? I mean, there's still some DJs that are in their fifties that are still exactly. rocking shit. You know what I mean? And some of those guys are the ones that are going to teach all the younger guys, like, hey, don't do this, mix like this, you know, grab that, you know, do different shit. I've got, I guess. I think the bottom line, in my opinion, I don't know, you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, is like, you said that. There's no, all right, at 35, you got to retire from DJing. I, there's no restriction on that. Nah, it's more of like, nah, nah, nah. you decide based on how. You have, you have to have that, that passion still. Because if you don't have that passion, yeah. you're just there for a check, you, you're already fucking you're up. You're losing. You yeah, don't lose. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that, man. Um, but 
we've been in here for an hour and uh, 30. Hour so and 30 already? Already. And uh, my thing is, like, we can keep going, but that's kind of like the sweet spot as far as my computer goes. Because as soon as, like, we did one for two hours and a half yesterday, fuck, my computer was struggling just to import the shit and everything. So that's the sweet pot I, I want to give it. If you guys want to touch up on any topics. Somebody wants to sponsor us with a new fucking computer, that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks, Avi, man. You should be behind the marketing, bro. You, you fucking great at it, bro. But uh, if, anything else you want to say, bro? Anything you want to add? Nah, I just thank you guys for the opportunity and being patient. And, you know, we, we're going to get it. Yeah. I would say uh, let's do the hundredth, hundred, hundredth at my house. The way we were supposed to do the original one. Yeah. And get the balcony yeah. shot and do the whole fucking thing. I think that would be dope. Yeah, we'll make it happen, bro, for sure. Um, AV, anything else, brother? Man, thanks for all your work in the city, man. Thanks for fucking keeping the party alive, even though Real right now stuff. it's tough times. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, man, shout out to everybody in the service industry because I know you guys are fucking. Yeah, it's rough out there, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Once again, brother, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you very much for supporting us from the get-go, sharing our shit, commenting. Bro, that shit goes, to me, it goes a long way, and it really doesn't take much to do, but you're there constantly like... Hey, you know me. I've been a been fan marketing since... me be Like, he markets me yeah. more than I market myself. Yeah, That's bro. Fucking... So that right there is, is big, bro. And uh, keep doing your thing, man. We gon', we gon', we gon', we on, we are on to big things. So, yeah, episode 100, who knows, man? We gonna be fucking... On top of the Devon Tower type shit. You feel me? So Whatever you guys need. I, I did the 50th. Uh, I'll do the 100th. Hell yeah. And then uh, if anybody wants to uh, follow me on any kind of yes, social media. Yes, mention that, by the way, before we wrap this up, man. Oh, It'll that. be uh, at VJ Poyito, just the way it's spelled out. Right on here. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Remember the Snap. SoundCloud, if you guys want to get lit. He has mixes for the days. Free on mixes, Are you too, on TikTok? Like, uh, it used to be, but not anymore. Man, I feel like with... It's so hard to get used to, huh? It, I, I tried a, it, and, and it just it did not work for me. Well, like, if you keep in mind, like, the algorithm on TikTok is so crazy that you can get noticed. Like, it's just crazy. Like, there's that For You page mm-hmm. that pretty much you don't, people don't have to be following you. It's just something that the algorithm says, oh, uh, these people like music shit, so I'm going to throw them there. That's the, how I've been seeing the Half Court Podcast because I started recently just taking clips of the podcast and posting them there, and if, especially if there's a good topic. And it's been averaging. Not, not, not crazy views, 150, 200, but that's, say, saw it. Right. I think that's the main goal, and it's just that's what I've been focusing on. So I feel like if you're able to get the swing of the app and you kind of figure it out and study it, that's a big opportunity there because – on Instagram, your followers followers see what you post. Right. But on TikTok, it's everybody. Anybody. Anybody. So keep that in mind. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, episode 50 is in the books. A legendary one. Another one. Thank you to BJ Pollito. You know what I'm saying? Boom. We out you. Damn. Episode 50. Peace. <laughs>